Well, one of the students who was the local class clown replied, well, they probably flew on Virgin Airlines. And the pastor just kind of shook his head in disbelief, and then he decided, well, he'd just play along. And so he said, well, who flew the airplane? And the same child responded, well, that was Pontius the pilot. Oh, that is really bad. And by the way, I, you can relax, because that's it. That's all I've got. Uh, the, There'll be no more examples of my warped sense of humor. And that's because there's nothing funny about this gospel story for today. It's probably one of the saddest, the most gruesome, the most heartbreaking stories in the entire New Testament. It's the story of the murder of the baby boys in Bethlehem, two years old and under. They are called the Holy Innocents. And every year in the church calendar on December 28th, which was yesterday, we celebrate Holy Innocents Day. And we hear this sad and gruesome story. It's a far cry, no pun intended, from the joy and celebration of Christmas. I mean, we still got the Christmas carols ringing in our ears. Hark the herald angels sing, joy to the world, and all that. And suddenly we hear the wailing cries of these babies and toddlers who are killed by the swords of King Herod's soldiers. That coupled with the oh, hysterical weeping of the Jewish mothers symbolized by Rachel in our text, because she was Jacob's favorite wife, symbolized by those, by those Jewish mothers who simply had to stand by and watch helplessly. This story is a staggering account of the cruelty, the ruthlessness of wicked and powerful men. Of course, Herod the Great was no stranger to using violence to be able to protect his throne. History tells us that his rampant, raging ambition caused him to murder his wife, three of his sons, a uh, mother-in-law, and two brothers-in-law. So these children in Bethlehem, why, they were an easy prey. After all, he couldn't let this newborn king of the Jews, the wise men had told him about, compete for his kingdom. And Herod was only one in a countless line of murderous dictators that we can think about throughout history. People like, well, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Bashar Assad, Saddam Hussein, Kim Jong-un, to mention only a few. And sadly, it's almost always the most innocent children who suffer the most. Do you know that there are about 70 million displaced refugees in the world today? People like Mary and Joseph who were displaced into Egypt as refugees. And most of them, of course, are women and children. Do you know that child abuse is on the rise in this country? And that in the United States alone, 
Four children die every day as victims of abuse or neglect. So sad. And it's always the most innocent that seem to suffer the most. So why do we remember these holy innocents, especially only a few days after Christmas? We, we much prefer the warmth of the swaddling clothes of the manger to the sharp steel of the blade. Well, we remember them because, as you know, they were the first martyrs for Christ. Long before Stephen was stoned, or the apostles were crucified or beheaded, or the early Christians were thrown to the lions in the Roman Colosseum, these infants died for Christ. And they witnessed to Jesus, not with their lips, but with their lives. And we need to remember them because these holy innocent ones point us to the one who was wholly innocent, that's W-H, holy innocent, Jesus our Savior. These innocent sons of Bethlehem then remind us of the holy innocent Son of God. And as you know, he was spared because of his flight into Egypt. His blood was not shed. Well, at least not then. But 30 years later, you know, this same innocent son of God would bleed out on the cross. And his hemorrhaging would not be caused by the swords of Herod's soldiers, but by the nails and the thorns. But the effect was the same. And unlike the sons of Bethlehem, Jesus was totally, completely, wholly innocent. His purity far exceeded that, even of these babies and toddlers, because Jesus was not born with original sin. These babies and toddlers had committed no actual sins, but they still had the sin of origin that they possessed original sin because they were born from human parents and their sin could be traced all the way back to Adam and Eve. But Jesus, why well, he had no original sin because his conception was miraculous. Some even call it immaculate. His father was God. His mother was a virgin. You remember that other part of the story, don't you? The angel Gabriel came to Mary in Nazareth and said, Hail Mary, you found favor with God. You will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus and he will be great and will be the son of the Most High. And Mary said, well, how can this be since I'm a virgin? And Gabriel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and the child to be born in you will be called Holy, the Son of God. Yeah, these holy innocents point us to the one who was holy innocent, Jesus, our Savior. And of course, on the cross, Jesus was not spared so that you and I could be spared. He died for all, taking the punishment that we deserve for our sins and the sins of the whole world. 
The Bible says that there's no distinction. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Because God is just and holy, he could not let humanity's sin go unpunished. Somebody had to pay. So God made Jesus to be sin for us, he who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And now we have forgiveness through his blood. God's death penalty was paid once and for all. And on the third day, God raised Jesus back to life again to prove that his divine transaction of justice and mercy was complete. The innocent one died so that we guilty ones could live. And that, by the way, also includes the babies of Bethlehem. Jesus died for them too. In fact, because of his death and resurrection, their brief earthly life was transformed into blessed eternal life in heaven. Well, we're always going to have ambitious politicians and murderous dictators. We're always going to have war and violence and crime and terrorism. We're always going to have displaced refugees and victims of child abuse because we live in a sinful and broken world. Even Jesus said himself, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I don't know what kind of trials and tribulations some of you might be suffering this Christmas, but I imagine there are some Maybe it's a recent death of a loved one, or like Dan, a not-so-recent death. Maybe it's a separation or divorce you're going through. Maybe you're struggling with a dependency or addiction to alcohol or drugs. Maybe you're experiencing bullying in school or on the internet. Or maybe you've got a broken relationship with a family member or a friend that needs healing. Maybe you're battling a chronic illness or just dealing like some of us with old age and the aches and pains that come with that. Whatever it is, Jesus said, in this world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Until that day when he overcomes the world completely, at the end of time, we simply trust his promises to us in his word. For he promises, I will be with you always until the end of the age. I will never leave you or forsake you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Because we know if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but freely gave him up for us all, will he not also give us all things together with him? And we know 
that in all things, even the most terrible and tragic things like this, God is working for the good of those who love him. And we are sure that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. May God keep us in this faith until life's end. And may our prayer be in the words of that hymn appointed for Holy Innocence Day, all praise for infant martyrs whom your mysterious love called early from life's journey to share your home above. Oh, Rachel, cease your weeping. They rest from earthbound cares. Lord, grant us hearts as guileless and crowns as bright as theirs. God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen.